0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shots from the Winchester podcast, brought to you by Greencastle Consulting. I'm your host, Al Green. And today, we're talking to Ryan Clements. Um, So you were a gacker, and then you came back to Greencastle. Mm -hmm. Um, You're also uh, an Army Ranger. Mm-hmm. uh or what would you say that's Ranger for life Ranger for life, Ranger for life. Oh, okay yeah. get it <laughs> get that tab, it's that's it that's what's up it's a lifestyle yeah. yeah yeah and you got a lot of other uh good things good qualities about you too so we're going to get into that um let's talk real quick about um your military career but before we do that we have a shot of tequila we're going to do rock and roll this uh well, it's like afternoon now. It's almost yeah. It's yeah, like lunchtime. Yeah. We'll it. yeah, Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. It's a little Wednesday. lunchtime. So we're gonna uh, rock out with this shot of uh, tequila. What kind is this?
1: Uh, it's a blanco. De blanco. Blanco. It's, uh, it's Mexican, Mexican like...
0: tequila. I guess they're all it's Mexican a... tequilas, right? Yeah, tequilas it are... looks good. Yeah,
1: the bottle's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna jump in on cheers. this. So cheers
0: yeah cool shot glasses too i know i love this so we have these that uh shots from the winchester there's a bullet going through the glass as you see it's not a real bullet but you know what i mean but that's your little your little handle so (laughs) those are branded for for green castle here at the bar at winchester so uh yeah that's pretty cool um so let's talk about your military career so you started out um in the army you you were you were in the army um, you also did a tour in Iraq. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, tell, tell us, uh, what what made you get into the service yeah. in the first place? great yeah. question. Um, my grandfather was career Air Force. Oh. So I always grew up listening to stories from him about his experience with it. Mm. And um, my close friend group growing up at home, uh, I was friends with them all through my childhood, through high school and undergrad. At some point they had all served. Mm. and. Uh, I slowly became the only one that had not served, Yeah. and uh, about a year after I graduated undergrad, <clears throat> I was kind of looking around at the job opportunities that were available to me, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, all of these are fine, mm-hmm. most of them are like state trooper, uh, going to police academy, but I was thinking, you know, I've lived my entire life in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And I could take one of these jobs and I'll remain in the state of New York. Mm-hmm. But a great outlet that will kind of appease the different desires that I have in my life at the time, I was 24, was uh, just go through officer candidate school and become a lieutenant in the Army. Mm-hmm. So that's the route that I went. In mm-hmm. uh, January 2015, I got in, knocked out basic training. I was a 24-year-old guy in basic, which is a little bit older for that mm-hmm. spectrum. So I immediately became the... Uh, platoon guide and (laughs) drill sergeants would just task me out to any given thing that they did not want to do, which usually consisted of trying to keep guys in bed or keep guys awake on a a ruck march or something like that. (laughs) I recognize that too. That happened to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, It is. It is. Yeah. You're taking a, taking a leadership charge. Plus you recognize that people recognize you as a leadership position, you know, so that's, that's Mm -hmm. also kind of like, um, that's that's also grateful, I think, in in that in that respect, you know.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Getting that early is really helpful. Yeah. Because I think in that I mean, basic was only ten weeks, but starting to feel that leadership quality early. Hmm. Everyone talks about it, like you're gonna when you're gonna be a great leader. You're a natural leader, and you don't really know what that means until you're actually un, under the gun and doing it in yeah. like pressure situations. And basic's not like high pressure, but it feels like it at the time. Yeah. So after that, I completed uh, Officer Candidate School, i Bullock. uh those were both at Fort Benning. Mm. And then I went into Ranger School and you have two opportunities to recycle mm. for the same purpose in Ranger School. It can be, uh, you either fail your patrols or uh, you fail one of the PT events. Mm. And um, I went through Derby phase with my squad and I thought I was gonna crush Ranger School. Yeah. I was like, this is gonna to be too easy. I'm yeah. completely prepared for it. I'm all amped up for it. Yeah. And um, I failed my patrols in Darby phase back to back. Oh. So I wow. recycled, came back for a second phase, mm. and then I failed them again. Oh, <laughs> <And> wow. Oh, <laughs> <I> was, no. <laughs> it was like, you know, any given yeah. reason, guys would fall asleep on security. Yeah. But I took that, that was the first real failure that I experienced in the, in the, uh, army yeah. at least and i had like directed all my life towards this one goal get my range ranger tab yeah. go get on a deployment go down range mm-hmm. and um i had to really like reach out to my mentors and reevaluate mm-hmm. what i was doing and uh it's not like anything was going drastically wrong it's just like hey right. it's not going to pan out right now so um right. i pcs to fort polk louisiana walked in Mm -hmm. told my commander i need to go right back to major school as soon as possible (laughs) yeah there's like a two or three month phase like in a a standby period but Mm -hmm. went back went went straight through and graduated nice and then i came back to to my unit we were gearing up for deployment to iraq this would be um late 2016 Mm -hmm. so we went through a jrtc road rotation at the uh the mighty Fort Polk in Lisa, <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah. But yeah, we had a really good deployment. Got to travel all around Iraq, went to every border. Nice. And then I came back after deployment was complete. And uh, I kind of realized I checked off all the blocks that I had wanted to, mm-hmm. at least at that point in the army. Mm-hmm. And um, started thinking about getting out. Wanted to put this post 9-11 Bill to use, so I got out of the arm and i went into my mba program at simon business school in rochester new york nice met a lot of great people there and then eventually uh segued nicely into how i ended up well the first part of how i ended up here at here at GAC. yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome so mm-hmm.
1: when you were
0: leaving the military did you mm-hmm. have a plan did you know what you wanted to do
1: I definitely had a game plan. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, my game plan probably at that point, to be honest, went as far as like apply to a ton of business programs mm. and um, we'll figure it out from there.
0: Yeah. Now you were gung ho about business. Yeah. You were just, you, so were you thinking you wanted to run mm. a business or be a part of a business? Yeah. Run, run a business.
1: Run, I mean, I, I still play with that idea a lot now. Mm-hmm. I haven't executed on it. I have a couple ideas. Of um, just things I enjoy doing that I'd like to have them make me money, so, yeah. so I can yeah. lead lead that venture. But um, mm-hmm. when I was getting out, I had this. Uh, actually, when I was getting out, I had a lot of friends that were working on Wall Street at the time, and I'm like, that's. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna yeah. go make a quarter million a year <laughs> yeah, yeah. and crush it. And then I found out what that lifestyle and how what 70 hours a week, 80 hours a week really looks like. And I was right. like, I'm not actually interested in doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd like, like to get away. A from lot it. of energy in that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, yeah, I ended up going to the veterans conference, which was in Chicago. Is a wild story how this connection. Yeah. Like, these connections actually work. <laughs> yeah. It was. Um, A guy from the alumni program that linked me up with a gentleman named Joe Witt. Mm. And I think Joe Witt was in Baltimore at the time. And Joe Witt linked me up with Joe Crandell. Oh, so so CEO of Greencastle. Mm -hmm. mm Mm-hmm. And had a half hour conversation with Joe Crandell on the phone, went through the interview process. And then while I was in grad school, I was in, interning at Greencastle, working for John Cleck, doing podcasts. Oh, and yeah. Business development. Yeah, this podcast, yeah. actually. Yeah, actually yeah. this yeah. one. So you were doing
0: some editing as well? Yeah. Yeah, so you did like some of the original videos for, for the podcast, and like John was hosting and stuff like that that's pretty fun yeah that's what a 360 on that too, I right? know now you're on it because I've always wanted to be yeah. on it
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now, now, now we're here now, now we're
0: here yeah <laughs> that's awesome man mm-hmm. that's really cool so um and I know you had a wild kind of like story where you were here then you left and you came back mm-hmm. like tell us a little bit about what what happened there um in in your journey back to GAC
1: yeah <laughs> I love that question yeah so during the internship, I always really enjoyed being here. Mm-hmm. I met a ton of awesome guys. and um, But the initial bug in my ear had been, the initial bug that had been put in my ear at the Veterans Conference, I always stayed in touch with those guys. They reached back out to me when they knew I was going to graduate, gave me a huge offer, mm-hmm. went down to Atlanta, Georgia, worked for them for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, totally different culture yeah than green castle yeah. which is something i didn't really anticipate yeah for some reason in my head i was like gac is the first job that i had had out of the army in mm-hmm. a, in a corporate sense yeah and i kind of assumed that i was like you know this giant so it's gonna be Fortune like 500 company can't be that much different than GAC. right completely different completely different Yeah. and uh very bureaucratic uh. a lot of people a lot of good leaders coming and going all the time yeah and um I was like, you know, this is just, we don't execute the same. It's like a sluggish decision-making process. Yeah. It's very, like, who's who. And I was so used to just working on, a, like, a objective-based, mm-hmm. performance-based, uh, you know, basis of trust we're like hey we can go reach out and get things done Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about what the repercussions of some of my own peers are going to be which is unfortunately what that kind of turned into yeah which i I did not anticipate so Mm. i reached back out to greencastle and i was like uh yeah listen yeah get me back in the game (laughs) yeah this has been a good experience i definitely grew a lot Mm -hmm. from it i took a ton of lessons from it yeah and i think it made me i mean it definitely made me better in my performance now yeah but um yeah, it was. It's a wild thing how Greencastle works because I was able to. I let, left on good terms, mm-hmm. and I had a very warm exit from everyone. They're like, "Hey, in the in the future down the road, if anything comes up, yeah. the door's always open." That's awesome. So I just reached back out, and everyone was like, "Yeah, get yourself back up here, back in here. Let's yeah. do it."
0: You're basically you're like, uh, you know, put me back in the game, coach. You know, yeah. like yeah, it's like let, let's play ball because. Honestly, like when I first started <clears throat> at Greencastle, uh, you know, I didn't know a lot about what what goes on here. You know, once I got here, learning about like process improvement, change management, um, project management, all those things that are so important to other businesses being able to function properly and to see the, um, the intelligence and the, uh, the, the, the work ethic of, of the people here, you know, it, it gives you a false impression of what other like so, like more civilian I mean we're, we're this is a civilian you know kind of business, but mm. everyone here is a veteran. Everyone here has had some right. uh, military yeah. experience. Um, they know how to get shit done, you know. Mm. and that's a little different from the civilian world where if no one's been in the military before, they're only informed by the energy that they have around them. And some of those decision making skills that they have aren't so baked in discipline, you know, mm-hmm. so you lose a lot of that. So when you come to a place like this, you're like, oh, man, people are getting their stuff done. I'm getting emails back. People are like on top of things. They're they're getting back to you inside of like the hour, if not, you know, yeah. within a 24 hour frame. That's all reliable stuff, you know, um, you get out in your in the world here and. You just don't rec- recognize that. And I think a lot of people coming out of the military don't recognize that um, the civilian world is a different. It's like a different animal, and especially if you've never worked in the civilian world before, and then you come out, and then you're like, okay, here I am now. And no, it's it's not the same. <laughs> right. It's not the same, and yeah. you, you learn quickly. So, no, it's, it's it's a good it's a good look. And yeah, it, glad to have you back. Very refreshing yeah. to be
1: back. Yeah, <laughs> Thrilled. Yeah, it's nice when things just click and make sense. And yeah, you don't even—it doesn't matter if you walk into a project and you don't know anybody, but the you know the members on, on your team, you're going to be speaking the same yeah language. Yeah. So everybody's already right on the same page. Yeah.
0: What do you? What is your position here? What do you? What do you do here?
1: So I'm a budget controller. Nice. Here, so that's mainly just forecasting mm-hmm. and getting the books down for a project. Mm -hmm. And it's a giant client that we have. And I'm uh, relatively new to this role, Mm -hmm. but definitely very excited to be in it and taking a lot of notes. I have an awesome team. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to get spun up pretty quickly with it.
0: That's good stuff. That's
1: good stuff. Now, um,
0: you were uh, an officer Mm -hmm. in the Army for So you've had some uh, direct reports under you Mm -hmm. uh, working with stuff. Give us some leadership tips, some things that you might think are important for an audience out here who are either, a lot of people are probably still in the service right now or they're um, out of the service or they have never been in the service but they're in leadership in some way. So I always like to leave people with some kind of like leadership tip.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite quotes that um, I apply to, I mean, you can really apply it to anything. I love to apply it to work and just leadership in general, Mm -hmm. is success isn't owned, it's leased, Mm -hmm. and you pay rent every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know it's easy to, like for example, ranger school, or you come back from deployment, you're done, you think that, okay, I've complete, I've like checked this this block, Mm -hmm. but it's actually something that you're gonna continue to earn every single day. And that's something that's always said in ranger school is you earn, earn your tab every single day. You don't just get it and then you're done. Nice. So I keep that in mind with the sense that if I don't earn this every day, someone else is going to come and take it. Mm. So I, every day that I don't put my 100% out, that I'm not thinking about the people – up and down the chain of command and how mm-hmm. it can positively influence them. Yeah. Someone else is gonna come in and someone mm-hmm. else is going to do that. Yeah. And uh, that thought will kind of drive you forward, but it's also like a self-motivator for your own accomplishment. Like I can do this and this mm. is part of my life, part of my lifestyle, and how I'm gonna give back to the community around me and right. lift that every, everybody up. It's not just about me and my accomplishments, which is part of the reason I love GAC and the teams that we are on here. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm gonna lift the entire team up in we one here. So
0: yeah, yeah, that's a good look. So just as a reminder, um, you better give a hundred percent, or somebody else is going to take your job. <laughs> <laughs> and they can, <laughs> and, they can. <laughs> and they can, So yeah, definitely stay up on your, uh, uh, on your, you know, dot your eyes, cross your t's, make sure you're you're doing the you're doing um, the best that you can do. Yeah. and be
1: curious too like don't mm-hmm. be um another thing another th- uh, line that i always have is be unabashedly unabashedly curious mm-hmm. about whatever your interests are whatever your your goals are mm-hmm. like in, in the same way that you need to be putting forth 100 percent and thinking about how you can help the others around you you're not going to know everything Yeah, and you don't. And I mean, it's even worse if you pretend to know everything, because everyone's (laughs) gonna be able to see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ask ask the relevant questions and continue to drive forward. Yeah, that's good stuff.
0: That's good advice. Very good advice. Yeah. Did you have any experiences while you were in that? um, um, Maybe were moments. I know I'm 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 throwing something random at you at this moment. But um, any experiences while you were in the army? with direct reports that
1: might stick out in your head like like uh i think um oh wow (laughs) i have a lot of them yeah i had some really awesome ncos when i was a pl Mm -hmm. and uh i had um staff sergeant henderson (laughs) he uh was my platoon sergeant when i was a pl yeah and um i can remember uh I needed some help in the middle of the night. Like I think, uh, what something was going on with one of our Joes, and one of like another lieutenant from a different battalion called me was like, "Hey, this this guy's in in trouble." So normally, what I would always do if I need something is call Staff Sergeant Henderson. Yeah, and I just I, it, it was the first experience that I had of like literally, you know, people say, "Oh, you can call me at any any time, Any time you need anything, you know." Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time. I uh, think we were a couple months deep in like uh, the relationship that we had of working together. And I called him in the middle of the night and I was mm. like, hey, this is going on with this this guy. You know, he got a DUI or he's something's mm. going on. Yeah. And he was just immediately on point. Mm. And I saw how his reaction was and I was like, okay, that's a guy that I can really trust. Yeah. And then for my commander, whenever he needed anything, I was like, that's the same way that I'm gonna be toward towards him. Yeah. Cause I mean, being a, a PL and the relationship between a PL and commander, you need to be you need to understand that you're subordinate to him but yeah. you also want to show him like i'm the i'm the best guy here yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. I, if you weren't here i could do your job <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, but you don't want to like yeah. over overstep bounds there's a healthy working relationship there right but i remember like calling him and in the, in the the reaction that he gave me is he's like all right where is he what's going on where yeah. are you i'm gonna come grab you we're gonna go get him yeah and i was like okay Nice. i can trust this guy this is how these things work and that carried out throughout in our in well really throughout my entire army career whenever i had questions about mm-hmm. the nco corps or how to handle a certain relationship or uh or uh an objective i was trying to hit i knew i could call him and i still do call him sometimes just to chat oh no, that's cool just to chat now yeah. yeah definitely
0: that's cool so you got a good mentor out of, out of out of him
1: absolutely yeah yeah and for people like that you want to give the same back to them you want to be mm-hmm. like hey not that it, not that it's, not that it was a favor or anything like that, because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But um, like, if, if for any part of the working relationship when we were together, we were always hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But then beyond that, I mean, it's paid paid off tenfold. I've learned so much from him. Oh, that's. And great. then you want to give the back same to them as well. Yeah. that's good. It's good to have somebody
0: that you can think that um, that you can reach out to, who's on point like that. Yeah, you know, like I had a guy, exactly. I had a friend, or I still have a friend. Um, Um, my clutch cable broke in my car. And I had one of those old Volkswagen, um, was it a Volkswagen Golf? You know, four-door hatchback car, 80, mm, maybe 1990, you know, a car. And I was driving clutch cable breaks one o'clock in the morning.
1: Uh,
0: And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like 20 minutes from the house, you know, that's like an hour walk though because of how I would have had to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm like on 95, route, like, i-95 you know <laughs> it's like this is terrible i call a friend of mine um and uh it's one o'clock in the morning and he gets up he comes out and he go. goes out there in his pickup truck picks me up takes me back to the house i got the clutch cable everything back took me back to the car um later that afternoon everything i mean like huge having people in your life that you can depend on and trust oh makes me nice. want to be a better person right it's me want to be a, a, yeah. a stronger more trustful person because like it compounds now, on each other exactly now whenever somebody calls me because of that experience right. i'm boom i'm out i'm out the door mm. don't, i don't care what time it is in the morning i'm out the door like, i don't even to need me. to know all the, nope. all the details just tell me where you're at <laughs> yeah i can get this knocked I'm out i'm here for you yeah yeah, yeah. definitely definitely having a, a good core uh strong system of people that are Got, that got
1: your back, you know? Yeah. That's, that's good to know. That's good to feel. It's something that I think it's kind of overlooked mm-hmm. because in a lot of people that I served with, that's a value like that, hey, I can be there. You let me know. Mm-hmm. And you want to be there for other people, yeah. And you want to let everyone know you can depend on them. But then at the same time, everyone's hesitant to reach out for help when you actually really need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's kind yeah. of inverted. Yeah. And once you get comfortable, mm-hmm. like knowing, hey, it's okay if you're if you gotta take a knee for a little while, right? In any kind of area of your life, right? And you do have to. You do have people that you can re- reach out to and call. Yeah. And you don't have to shoulder everything on your own. It's not gonna make make you look look weak. Right. It's actually the people around you need you on your feet. Right. So if you reach out for help you can get back there more quickly more quickly yeah <laughs> yeah and there is that there is
0: that where you feel kind of like um ashamed yeah to to speak up for like what you feel should be a strength that you own
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you know we can't be superman all the time we got we have to sort out our emotions we have to deal with because, like, not every day are you dealing with like, oh man, you know, I man, I've had an argument with your wife that night or husband or whoever, uh, and and now you're, um, you know, you're having to go through your day the same at the same time. But you, you now you have all this baggage, you know. So like, mental health is really important, and having people around you that can help you is really important, especially like, you know, in, in veterans, uh, um, especially combat veterans. You know, they they've seen a lot, they've done a lot, you've you've been through a lot. You know and you want to have that support system to maintain your 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 health your mental health you know you want to be happy you want to keep keep functioning you know and so it's always important to to have those systems in place and if you don't have anybody that's near you family-wise or friends or anything like that find a, a, a a a a group or mm. or anything like that. Sometimes Facebook groups are okay for that kind of stuff, mm. but like it's good to have people meet face to face. Yeah. Know, have that real spiritual kind of like connection with each other, you know? So yeah, if you're out there and you're dealing with that, especially oh, depression, yeah. anything like that. Definitely. Look for a group, look for people, you know, call call a friend. Anything like that. It's always a it's always a good look.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a vital part of life.
0: Very much it is. gets
1: so overlooked. But um it'll elevate your in, in, entire life yeah. and don't ever ever feel like you're not someone that doesn't is a is is above help or yeah. is unable to be helped because everyone is going to need it at yeah, some and don't point. look at
0: help as weakness. Right. Cuz honestly like we you, you learned from not knowing in the first place. And what you don't know you learn. So like everything you know now you had to learn. So mm-hmm. there was a point where you didn't understand something and now you do you know and so it's the same thing so so what you maybe have to like you said take a knee you know somebody's there to lift you up somebody's there to help you understand okay this is this happens i've gone Mm -hmm. through that too and it's important to know that if you're around people that they've gone through those situations as well so you're not feeling alone you know Mm -hmm. because you can quickly feel alone like right when you, when something happens right. because you're only dealing with everything inside in mm-hmm. in in your in your, mo- in your mind and whatever else and you're not externally talking about it but the moment you say something the moment you talk to somebody that you feel comfortable with about something then they say oh god yeah I did that too right. that happened to me and then then everything just opens up the whole flower blooms and you're like oh
1: Thank God, yeah, I'm not the only person <laughs> not feeling, yeah. dealing with this. Like, yeah. I literally thought I was alone out here. Yeah. Like now everyone's going through something. <laughs> everyone's has, going through or something. Has, or has gone through. Yeah. Thank you so much for, Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. This, this is a great thing. conversation. I really Excellent enjoyed the conversation.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, um, you know, I'm waiting for my invitation in the mail for yeah. the smoker. let's do it. <laughs> do a little grilling. Yeah, <laughs> I'd so, love to. Ryan Clement, Appreciate I will talk you. to you again. Thanks so much. Um, Guys, make sure you like and subscribe to Shots from the Winchester. We're on YouTube. We're also on um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Join us uh, for the next episode. Talk to you soon.